All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to episode 18 of Live from the Leyline Conspiracy Podcast. It's Cameron Porter, as always, with my boy Avery. How you doing, Yes, Avery? sir. I'm great. How are you? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm doing With great. a nice little break, you know? Yeah, yeah. Not too bad, not too bad. Like two weeks. Yeah. we. You know what it comes down to, folks? It's summer. We're living yes. our life. We're busy. We got jobs. We got family. We got all sorts of shit going on. So, you know, we get them out as often as we can. You know, when it gets into the slow season, we might get back to doing them, you know, once a week or whatever. We'll see. Yes, sir. But, yeah, man. How's life been? How hot is oh, it? Oh, great. It's uh, 110 in, in – uh arizona right now jesus christ yeah and we have we actually have a little bit of humidity right now too so brutal out there just swampy sweaty ass as soon as you walk outside yeah yeah (laughs) the car the car is what gets you bro oh i bet you got to go outside with ice packs and sit on them yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh lucky people that have garages and shit you know oh yeah I bet there's rich people that have garages with coolers, fans blowing right on the car. A hundred percent. Keeps it nice and cool. They get right in, turn that AC high. Oh yeah. Never even feel the heat. What about you, bro? You still playing pool? Yep. Yeah, awesome. I got pool tomorrow night. Um, played last week. Uh, I went up to a five in skill level, and so I've just been getting my shit kicked. Yeah. Been playing people that are a lot different, like you know, tougher opponents. You know. Totally. Yeah. They've been putting the smack on me. That's part of it, man. It's part it of is. it. That's how you get better. Yep. You learn how to beat people like that, you know? Yep. So. Yeah, awesome, man. bro. Yes, sir. All right. To roll into it, um, there's a viral, super viral video of a woman on a flight. And uh, the video kind of sucks, but to sum it up, the recording starts with a girl um, basically running up the aisle of a plane that's getting ready to take off. And she's just basically screaming, like, I'm getting the fuck off this plane. And eventually in the video, she turns around and you realize that she's freaking out because of the guy she was sitting next to. And in the video, she turns around and it's viral and she says, that motherfucker back there is not real. Mm. And um, so people dug into it and they found out that uh, what led up to this was she was talking to him. And he was just turning his head and looking at her and not saying a word and just staring at her. And so she would like, she kind of like rubbed it off or whatever. And then she said another thing and other people were were talking to this guy as well. And he was just dead stare at people not saying a word. Hmm. But then she started to get freaked out, like almost in a manic state. And uh, other people involved were saying that she was not drinking she obviously could have been on some kind of substance, of course, but she took her fucking her ambient for the plane, baby. Yeah, yeah. She but... was on the moon. <laughs> yeah. But as far as anyone was concerned, she was not intoxicated and everything like that. So of course the conspiracy theorists dug deep into the video mm-hmm. and they slowed it way down. And they record the guy in the hoodie. It's the guy in the hoodie that was freaking her out. And people zoomed in. And they got a picture of his eyes. And so people are saying that it was a reptilian or a shapeshifter on the plane. 
Interesting. Yeah. She actually saw one. Yeah, and so it made her freak out. Um, Let me see if I can find it with a Google search. Yeah. The crazy part is there's other videos coming out recently, too, of similar situations. So, shit's hella weird. I don't know. I mean, if someone's looking at me and they got reptilian eyes, the the vertical sleekies, I'm doing the same thing, bro. Oh, it's, dude, it's rear naked. Yeah. Rear (laughs) naked with hooks in. Oh, yeah. With, with the hooks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't play with a reptilian. They terrify yeah. me. The idea of like them being able to shape shift and look like us. Yeah. What it, what do they really look like? Right. You know? That'd be terrifying to see their true form. They just grow how... out of your back like a like oh. a tarantula shedding its skin and they're just nine feet tall. Like oh God. That'd be terrifying. It would. I don't know if I'm throwing the rear naked on that one. That one might be the front kick. You'd have to do it before they molt. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. After they molt, you just better run, bro. Yeah. I don't even know if Joe Rogan's kick could do something to the reptilian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So I've seen some crazy stuff about that, but that's just a fun little thing to throw out there because the video was viral. That's interesting. I I really wonder what that is, dude. That's freaky. Because she did seem distressed. I've seen the video before. Yeah. She seemed extremely distressed when she was getting out of her seat. And like, Oh, yeah. She left her wild. She left her luggage in the overhead. Really? That's how bad she wanted off, yeah. Damn. And she, there's, like, confirmation that she wasn't on any sort of sleeping medication or anything? Not that. Not that. But could be she was Andy. not drunk. But. Ambient causes you to be a loopy motherfucker. It's very true. But um, nonetheless, it's compelling. Yeah. And also, no one has heard from this girl since. No one can find her. No one can get her on anything to clarify. Because you know big uh, you know, big platforms are reaching out. Yeah. Oh, they want to interview her. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is huge right now. God. But speaking of huge... Did you see Sound of Freedom? No, I haven't seen it. You got to go see it. I know. Especially having your baby. I know. I it'll know. uh it'll I've, I've really make you feel things. some type of way. Yeah. Um super viral, very powerful movie. I hi- highly recommend it to everybody. Um Let's see. What I wanted to talk about with it is the fact that everyone knows that the mainstream media and you know the elites are suppressing the movie really hard hollywood mm-hmm. all that it took them four years to get it out disney owned the rights to the movie and they would not put it out they so, shelved it I heard, yep. yeah so a smaller company had to come and buy it out and there's a lot of crazy shit going on with that a lot of movie theaters that are playing the movie will purposely keep the lights on the whole time the movie's on or I've seen videos of people walking through uh, spraying chemicals that stink really bad to push people to leave. I've seen a video of um, a situation where a manager had to come in and say, I'm really sorry, our AC stopped working. So the theater is really hot. And in the video, the guy's like, is it just this one or what? And he's like, yeah, it's just this one. So the rest of the building's working perfectly fine. Um, 
So yeah, they are really suppressing. They're trying to keep it. people from seeing this fucking movie. Yeah. Now, spoiler alert. Um, I was sad that they didn't go deeper. I thought they were really gonna go deep because um, the guy's name is Tim Ballard, and he's all over the internet right now and all kinds of podcasts. And in his podcast, he'll go into detail about how like it's really pushed by the elites. You know, he can name you the exact price for a barrel of harvested organs. Like he goes deep into stuff, and the movie is just more so about like you know this. That's who. That's who Jim. Caviezel plays or Kazevil, yes. whatever the fuck his name is. Yes. Um, yeah, and so the movie really just pushes about like a story about these two kids that go through, you know, uh, Guatemala and uh, I think they end up in shit. Where they end up? They end up in like the rainforest and like you know South America, and they do talk a little bit at the end. They put up messages and stuff about how like the U S is the number one consumer of child sex trafficking and stuff like that. But I was hoping that they would like drop names and yeah, go into it and they don't, but you know, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to put it out at all. I think that's the biggest thing is it would have been taken down immediately or they would have been sued for defamation. Yeah. And the whole studio would go under something like that. Yeah. Um, So, Oh man, that's compelling. I need to listen to these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be on the docket for tomorrow. Yeah. Um it's terrifying because it it's a huge part of the world and people don't really see it and I think it's suppressed in our media so that you don't even think about it. You don't know that something like this is going on around you at all times and that this is a very real danger. You're spot on, you know. Um did you ever see the the show Happy? Uh, is that the one with the guy from who plays uh Saul from Breaking Bad? That actor? No. Oh, okay. No, no. You might be thinking of nobody. Okay. Um, this was a sh- a show, and it was with the guy that played um, the hell was the name of that show? Law and Order, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He was like the the main guy in Law and Order, but then he was like now he's like this old cop. Like this renegade detective cop type dude who's like starting to have a mental break and like starts having these like hallucinations and the hallucinations are of this like little cartoon elephant or like hippo type thing. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. And that little elephant is this little girl who's been kidnapped and trafficked. That's her like, um, what the hell is it called? Imaginary friend. Yeah. And it's like this, this like fucking imaginary friend is showing him the way to the girl who's been kidnapped. And there's like all these different characters, and like this is a spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen the show. But yeah, it, yeah. it's still worth watching. It's amazing. Yeah. But there's this character who's like a a children pop star, and he is like one of the main ringleaders for this trafficking. And he's like the pop star, and they kidnap these kids at the concerts, and wow. like super fucking compelling it gave me chills the whole time i was like damn they're letting them fucking just talk about this wow yeah oh i need to watch that then i definitely saw the previews for it it's super unsettling like the the guy who kidnaps her is like this terrifying santa character like this this monstrous santa looking dude and he like gives her this psychedelic drink or cake or whatever yeah and like mk ultras her essentially wow it's it's crazy you gotta watch it yeah no, but uh, 
I just wanted to say you're spot on the money because you walk up to most people and you say, oh, yeah, like super rich people, you know, not only do horrible things with children, but they, you know, drink their blood yep. and harvest them and stuff. And they'll call you fucking crazy. Oh, I know. But it's the truest. It's the truest thing. Well, you it's because they don't want to look at the facts of what's going on. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I think they, they try to tell you in movies like A Clockwork Orange or um what's the other one um fear and loathing in las vegas yeah these movies yeah. where they show you adrenochrome use and they show you what kind of effects that it has yep you know and it's a lot more prevalent than people think it is at these upper echelons that's their party drug yeah you know that's what they're using to you know they they need that for their life when you do so much evil i think it's taxing it's like you're a meth addict yeah, probably age twice as fast, and so you got to do adrenochrome just to look normal. Right. <laughs> you no, you're dead right. Um. Yeah, if there's one thing that everyone, I wish that everyone could come together for, it would be to fight that. You know. Mm-hmm. I there's agree. one thing that could unite the world at this moment. I would hope that it's that, and so I think that's the purpose of the movie is they're trying to start a movement. I love but, it. Most people are not going to act. You know, what can you really do at the end of the day? Watch your kids. Watch your kids. <laughs> but this, like, one of the scariest and saddest things, too, a lot of these kids um, are not kids from the United States. And yeah. they're not kids that have any sort of identifying numbers. You know, so if they are right. going to be sold into trafficking, they're either, you know, an alien coming across the border or they are born without a tax ID and immediately stolen. Yeah, you're yeah. Facts, which is Gotta terrifying. Put some kind of giant, you know, system in place there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We just but, yeah. need to start putting feet to flames. I think people need to start having names exposed. Yeah, and these people need to be publicly executed, like they do in France. Yeah, you know, I'm all for it. Um, so yeah, definitely go watch it, please. I am going to. Yeah. I'm going to. How long is it playing, you think? Not long. Might still be out. I don't know. I'll find a way to watch it for sure. It, it, it'll come to, you know, some kind of service eventually, but let's see. Yeah, there's showtimes for it. Yeah, it's still playing over here, too. Oh, hell yeah. Cool, man. I so, need yeah. to watch it for sure. It's heavy? Yeah, yeah it's pretty heavy. It's very... uh. You know, when you watch it, you're just like, I want to get in there, you know? Yeah, you want to go do something. So the guy, Tim Ballard, he's he was a part of Homeland Security. And that's how he got all the funding and clearance to go on these missions mm-hmm. into foreign countries and do this stuff. And so it just makes you go, like, put me in there. Yeah, let you me know? do it. Give me some funding. Yeah. Shit. One thing that's really good about the movie is how they show – um Usually the person who does the initial kidnapping is actually a female because, you know, they can act more. And the kids are more trustworthy to a Friendly, female. you know, motherly, you mm-hmm. know. And so in the movie, the way the kids get kidnapped initially, just for this specific story, is uh, this woman is a beauty pageant manager. And so, you know, they're just crafty. Always a woman. So fucked up. It's terrifying. Yeah. 
And it's going on all the time. Yeah. There's so many kids that go missing. Like half a million kids go missing a year. Oh, yeah. At least. Which doesn't seem like people are like, oh, half a million. But it's like, that's a lot of kids, man. Yeah. It's a ridiculous amount of kids. Oh, yeah. And uh, in the movie, they also put that child sex trafficking is actually the second largest business in the world behind drugs. Wow. Yeah. Both illegal trades are the two yep. biggest businesses in the world. Yep. That's probably why they're illegal so that the, the people that are really making the money on it can just continue to siphon off every bit of money. Oh, absolutely. I think that's probably what it is at the end of the day. It's these people that have the control already and they're like, well, like if people grow their own weed, they're not going to buy weed from the government. So yeah. then they have to say, no, you can't grow your own weed here. But then they will set up a dispensary and they say, you can buy this weed. Right. You can't grow any weed, but you can buy this weed. Right. You know, they're forcing <laughs> you to pay them the money for it. Yep. Ah, it's so evil. And it's yeah. terrifying because, like, as a father, the fucking the sex trafficking epidemic that we have in our country is terrifying. Yeah. It makes you not want to go anywhere and give yes. her, like, a leash that tethers her to me. I know. <laughs> I know. And it sucks because you, like, you don't want to be over, you know over the top with it but you have to be you do have you have to be especially just anywhere uncommon you know yeah yeah i'm gonna put air tags and all my kids shit yeah all sorts of different stuff rfid chips in her shoes yeah she's at literally at least until she's like a teenager then yeah it's like all right chips are coming out yeah you got some freedom <laughs> yep you know i just gotta <laughs> And not that she would get in trouble, but dude, I just need to know where you're at. Yeah. If you get kidnapped, those first like 48 hours are essential and you can't file a missing persons report until 48 hours. Right. So it's like, it's bullshit. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing that was fresh on my mind is, uh, uh, members of Congress have officially moved forward with trying to impre impeach Joe Biden. Do you hear about that? Mm -mm, interesting accounts of uh treason and um bribery and uh election tampering interesting it's brand new they just read it in the supreme court so we'll see how that goes what it's would really that hard mean? it's really Who hard to find president? anything on it uh kamala yeah. So they've. This is just part of the deep state plan. I think yeah. Joe Biden was just a uh, a straw man to get her, her in. Always has been because they can make him do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that's terrifying. Yeah. But I guess it's also good. It's all just smoke and mirrors too. It's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I wonder what kind of shit they're going to distract us from while they're doing all the impeachment trials. <laughs> right. Oh, like a you know a bag of cocaine found in the White House. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was that all about? Cocaine. They uh, they said they can't figure it out, so they don't care. <laughs> we know who it was, bro. Who was we it? You who, think? Big Hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just leaving baggies. Yep. God, Hunter is a crazy person. Did you ever see Crazy. that? He was like going like 175 yeah. in a, I think it was an S-type. Yeah. 
and and smoking crack. And smoking crack. I was, I was hoping you would say it. Yeah. At yeah. the same time. Yeah. He lives super fast, bro. <laughs> oh man. He was like on his way to Vegas to go fuck strippers. Yep. And do more blow. And he's yep. smoking crack on the way to the strippers and blow, doing 175. Yep. He lives on pure adrenaline. 175, bro. That's a ridiculous speed. <laughs> 100, you're like, wow, this is fast. And yeah. then you get up to like 125, and you're like, shit. Yeah. 175 would be so stupid, ridiculous fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Things are just moving so quickly. Yeah. You have no time to react. <laughs> You'd powderize a deer before you could even see it. Oh, yeah. Your car would implode, literally. <laughs> oh, God. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know what to think about with the impeachment, but it seems like it's about time. I think this is shit that, you know, we've known for a long time that yeah. there's been collusion with China and, you know, bribery from these countries. Yeah. Uh, from Ukraine and, and other countries for support. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I don't think it's it's not a surprise to me, but I, I'm just worried because all the people are going to chomp at the bits and this is just going to further separate people more. You know? Oh, yeah. I don't know. People are they're trying to confuse everybody. They don't want you to know left from right. Yeah. And this is just part of the confusion. They're like, wow, if he's getting impeached, well, what's you know, and then Kamala is going to be in. And then what is she? The She's the first female president. Yeah. By impeachment. How does that work? Yeah. Uh, it's just that, you know, um, the vice president just steps up. If the vice president can't, for whatever reason, it, it ends up being the speaker of the house. Mm-hmm. I do remember that from class. Um, Good memory. Yeah. She'll just, she'll just step in and she'll just uh, keep doing what he's doing so yeah no i'm just i'm waiting for november 6 2024 or november 5 2024 so bad i'm just waiting for it man yeah yeah i've never i've never had an election party before but you best believe i'm throwing one he said it's time yeah i love it i love it yeah do you think rfk is even going to be on the ballot yes i do actually i think he'll be third party even though he is choosing a side i think they'll select him as a third party mm-hmm. um but yeah it's um desantis won't be on there it's gonna be trump and uh i don't even know gavin newsom you think is gonna run yeah yeah maybe i don't even know who they'll put up there well shit they know. could try hillary again that'd be a great rematch <laughs> you know oh lord it's so funny. Hillary is like delusional. She's like, I think I'll run. It's like, yeah. dude, you're not popular. Nobody's voting for you. Yeah. It's like she doesn't look at her fucking social media. Somebody else runs that for her. And she just, oh, yeah. she's like off in her own world. I'm going to run. People like me. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know about all that. It's funny shit. Yeah. Well, I guess regardless of what happens at the end of the day, my lifestyle doesn't change too much. That's true. Day to day. When there's some shit that when they start coming for guns, that's why I'm really afraid of RFK, dude. I think he is a sheep and or a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Um, and I think he's got a lot of great ideas and he says a lot of the right stuff. Yep. But he's famously anti gun. Yep. 
for the right reasons. If anybody's going to be anti-gun, let's be honest, <laughs> it should be RFK, <laughs> right? Right. He doesn't. He shouldn't like guns if you're a dude like that. Yeah. His family's over two yeah. assassinations. Um. So, and he knows what kind of the sh- like shit the deep state runs. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not more afraid for his life. Yeah. I I would be. I would definitely. He just yeah. he walks strong through the fire, which is pretty cool. That's commendable. Yeah. Um. It's scary, especially with all the information that's come out more recently, like basically confirming that the CIA did it. You know, we've always known. Oh yeah. But now they're like, okay, yeah, we did it. You know, now right, yeah, really catching up. Uh, fifty or so years later. Yeah. As soon as the statute of limitations goes up. Like, all right, we can't get in trouble anymore. <laughs> facts, facts. Oh man, it's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, watch out for your produce saying Applegate on it. The new official Bill Gates, uh, produce company. Really? Yeah. You know the little stickers on apples and avocados? Yeah. There's Applegate on it. Watch that's, out for that. And that's Gates brand. Yeah. Ooh. filled with, you know, the shit that gives you cancer. Yeah, only. This is <laughs> pure cancer. Yep. God. An apple away keeps yeah. your life expectancy down. Oh, yeah. With Applegate. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. See, that's terrifying. He owns so much farmland, too. He's, like, the biggest owner of farmland. Like, Oh, I know. I want to say it was, like, 28% or something like that. Yeah. A big majority owner of farmland here in the United States. Yeah, I think it's even more than that. Actually, it's scary. It's really scary. <laughs> Man, because then what you can do after that is you genetically modify something a little bit. Yeah. To make it resistant to a certain type of pesticide. Yeah. And then you spray that pesticide all through the air and let it affect your neighbor's crops. Yep. Your crops survive, their crops die. They don't understand what's going on. You buy their land because they need the money. Then you plant your seed that fucking is resistant to this pesticide there. And you just keep spreading out until you take over everybody systematically. I mean, shit, you just broke it down. (laughs) It's terrifying. That's how they do it. Yeah. They only want the rich to be able to make food for us. Yep. And, you know, and... Frustrating. That's why you just have to be extremely independent. I can't yeah. wait to have just a little piece of land. I'm gonna grow as many things as I can yep. that I can eat. I want to have chickens for eggs every day. You know, there's ways to do it. Yeah, not be on the tit of the government. You know. Oh yeah, but that's what they want. They want you on the tit pretty bad. On the teat. On the teat. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. I love it. Oh yeah, I love it. What time are we at? Shit, what do you, you want to talk about? A little, a little something, something, a little old yeah, story yeah. topic. Yeah, let's throw it in there. Shit. So lately, I've been going on some deep dives about, um, just like ancient stories, you yeah, know? and like origin stories and stuff like that, and. I was listening to the Epic of Gilgamesh while I was at mm-hmm. work the other day, which is incredibly fascinating. Oh, yeah. For anybody, it's super cool to listen to. They've got it on Spotify. You can just type it in. and They got the full unabridged, and it's super sweet. It's it's a great story, but it basically tells the story about this guy, Gilgamesh, 
who was crafted. He's like of God blood. I think he's like two thirds God and one third human. That's yep. what they say. And he um, was the king of Uruk, which in Uruk is a real place. And I'm pretty sure it's in Iran. Yeah. Um, there's like you can see the remnants of it. It's like this square that goes out in a big square shape. And it starts yep. with this temple in the middle that's a square. And it's cool looking. But he was the king of Uruk, and he was like he's kind of a like a tyrant king a little bit. He like he would enact prima nocta. You know what that is? Yeah. Um, for the folks at home that don't know, it means he got to shag your wife before she before you did. Yeah. When you're marrying her, he would basically deflower all the new virgins. Anybody that was getting married, like he was the dude that was doing it. Yeah. Which is a great job, if you ask me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's also frowned upon. <laughs> it's not right to do, you know, <laughs> and so uh, people from other places and like other gods heard about this and were like, dude, this guy is running rampant, you know, like this isn't right. He can't be running around like this. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it was um, Anki in particular. Mm-hmm. He was like, dude, he's he's too ridiculous. And so yep. he created Enki do, which was this like guy made from the earth, essentially. But he matched Gilgamesh in strength and uh, and valor or whatever. Like they were like perfect matches for each other. Because that yep. was like the other thing with Gilgamesh is he was just like kind of sad because he didn't have anybody that matched him. He could beat up anybody. He could have any woman he wanted. He was like he was annoyed with how mundane life had become. Yeah, you know. And then Enkidu came and they were like best friends. Hit it right off. I mean, not really at first. They beat the shit out of each other. But then they they like got respect. You know how guys are. Sometimes you have to fight first, and then you're like, all right, I respect you. You know, respect your strength. And so they became great friends and, you know, battle buddies. They'd go through and battle all sorts of shit. They would kill mythical creatures together. Um, It was sick. They got great adventures. But then Enkidu gets uh, punished because they go and they kill the, the boar of life, I think. Yeah. Yep. And, um, or the boar of the, yeah, the boar of life. Yeah. But it was like the forest life, you know? Yeah. And they go and they kill that and they take the horns of it. And the gods had to punish them. And they're like, you can't do this. Um, we're going to punish you. One of you has to die. And we're going to kill Enkidu. Yeah. And so they get, make him sick and he slowly dies. It takes him like two weeks to die. Yeah. Slowly withers away. You know, and uh, Gilgamesh is by his side the whole time because that's like his brother, dude. That's his fucking homie. Yeah. And he's dying and they're crying together and talking about their stories of of battle. And, you know, in the book, he keeps talking. He's like, you know, and now I weep like a woman. Yeah. You know, like it was just you could tell it was like a sad moment for them and very uncharacteristic of Gilgamesh. Like this meant a lot to him. And um, his friend dies. And he essentially gets this like spite for life. And he's like, well, now there's no point to stay in Uruk. And he goes wandering on an adventure, like a quest for knowledge, essentially, you know, to go find himself. And so he just wanders through forests and, you know, across deserts and shit. And he finally comes to this water and people are telling him, like, hey, don't cross the water, man. And he's like, why? And they're like, just don't cross the water. He's like, well, of course, I'm going to cross the water now. Yeah, you know, he shouldn't have told me not to. Um, 
I like to think of myself a lot like Gilgamesh. You tell me something to not to do, and I'm like, well, why? Yeah. Maybe I want to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, but so he finds somebody to ferry him across the ways, and he gets across the water, and he meets this character in a cave named Utnapishtim. And Utnapishtim is this immortal figure from before the flood. They call it the before time. Um, and he he was tasked he was a like essentially a a being not quite a god but not a human either he like had knowledge of the gods yeah but um wasn't necessarily godlike like gilgamesh was yeah um but he had this knowledge and this connection with enki and enki had told him about a flood that was going to happen because the gods were angered with humans and they needed to destroy them the humans were being, you know, and this is the same story from the Bible. In the Bible, they're talking about how um, the giants were being, you know, nefarious with the humans and and procreating and, and basically messing with God's creation. You yep. know, and in the, in the same sense, in this story, they're saying the same thing, that um, humans were desecrating the creation of the gods because the the gods, it was very interesting. I was listening to a podcast and they explained it this way. They say that we were made in the image of the gods. And I think when we think of image, we think of like how we look. Yeah. But how they explained it is that no, gods are creators. And we were made in that image to create as they do. Right. You know, and I thought I was like, oh, it fucking blew my mind right Yeah, up. that's that's good shit. Yeah. Um, but essentially we were just using our creation to do bad things. We were seeking probably seeking knowledge that wasn't there, like wasn't for us. You yeah. know, it's the Tower yep. of Babel story. Um, but there was this flood and Enki told Utnapishtim about this flood that was going to happen. He said, fuck all your earthly possessions, get your sons. He had five sons. He said, get your sons, build a craft, weather the storm. Yeah. Because that would carry the seed of man through the, the, the storm, you know, and yeah. Enlil was the God destroying all the all the life on earth because that was essentially like the she's known as like the creator and destroyer and like the the god of of the earth you know? yeah and so she was destroying everything to make new life and after the storm was weathered they built the boat and everything and everybody survived his five sons spread out across the world to different parts of the world and that's that's part of the reason why i think there might be a lot of these same structures in different areas yeah. Because they were these people that had this knowledge, all went to different parts of the earth and spread their knowledge to these people. Yep. You know, and created empires. Um, but he meets this character, Gilgamesh does, in a cave, and he tells him the story of the before the flood. And so he gets this knowledge of this time, you know, and he tells him that because of his gift of bringing the life through the flood, Utnapishtim and his wife were given immortality. And so he was just fucking chilling in the cave, bro, forever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, fuck everything. I'll just be in the darkness. Yeah, dude, he's just probably just tripping balls. He hasn't seen light in forever. Yeah, you know, you know when you like rub your eyes a little too hard and you get the light show. Yeah, it's like what he sees all the time because he hasn't ever seen light. <laughs> yeah. Um, but either way, he like Gilgamesh gets this knowledge and and goes back to Sumer to or Uruk rather to tell everybody about it, and they write it down in these tablets and, um. And the tablets get passed down 
it was yeah. very cool. It was a very cool story. And it, I just think it's such a cool thing how it connects with the story of Noah and the Ark. And it's like basically the same story. Oh, yeah. But just told from two different cultures very similarly. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, That kind of shit compels me so much. I've been trying That's to piece awesome, together man. what the real origin is here, you know. Do, um, Doesn't Gilgamesh and his uh friend, what's his, what's the friend name? Enkidu. Name? Enkidu. Don't they fight like a, a being that was deemed uh, indestructible or something like that? I think so. They might have been a... the boar that was the thing, but I thought they fought like a creature the size of a mountain. I'm trying. To, I think and they it was did... like an epic battle. I think they fought a mountain. A mountain. Okay, yeah. I I need to remember though. They went on like there's like a bunch of different tales of their battles. Yeah. Um. But no, I definitely remember the boar. The boar was the significant one. But yeah, I've listened to him too, man. It's an awesome story. I like when uh he first meets Enkidu. Don't they have an epic battle as well? Yeah, they fucking tear down like half the city beating the shit yeah. out of each other. And they're just equal strength, so. Yeah, it was cool. They like talk about how they met too. They like yeah. met grasps together in like wrestler stance. And yeah. And they like in in the epic, they like specify he like he plants his back foot. And with a twist of his hips, Enkidu is thrown through the air. And it was like, it's just sick. He's like, they're talking about like a judo throw and yes. like hip toss. It's like, that's sick. Yeah. And you know? Enkidu was covered in like red hair, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure. Like from yeah. head to toe. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, he was like a beast man. He was made yeah. from, the, there's like some accounts where he has hooves. And oh, horns. wow. Yeah. It's very interesting. So awesome. Um, yeah. I want to look in here and find. The, yeah, man. The just like, just like Noah, you know the story. Exactly. That's the compelling part. Is it's the same story. He gets told by God, told by a God, build a boat, bring people over. Yeah, you know, and it's cool because in the the Bible they talk about how Noah was like the last true bloodline on Earth that wasn't poisoned by this this Nephilim blood. Yeah, you know, and. You know, I would like to think that that's like what the gods saw in Utnapishtim and his sons is yep. that like he was this pure being that had the foresight not to indulge in any of this like evil behavior. And they were yeah. like, this is the guy that should pass the seed. Yeah. You know, I thought that was sick. Oh, yeah. Very compelling story, though. Um, no, but yeah, awesome. they, they went to I'm trying to think. Yeah, they had to kill the guardian. Oh, oh! They cut down the sacred cedar. That's why the gods came after them. Okay, the sacred cedar tree, and then the goddess sent the bowl of heaven, which was the the creature that they, which was I think was supposed to be immortal, but they ended yeah. up slaying him. Yeah, they were just too badass. Too badass. Yeah, weren't they like fourteen feet tall or something like that? Yeah, they were giants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gilgamesh was. I think they they refer to him as a giant. Yeah. You know, the giant king. Yeah. Awesome, Such a cool man. story. Oh, I love I it. I love it. This is the kind of stuff that really gets me going. That's my favorite subject. Yeah. For sure. Me I too. Could go deep. Yeah, I could go deep forever with that kind of stuff. And especially just old stories. You yeah. Know, I, I found this podcast on Spotify that's called Old Stories. Okay. And it's a bunch of these old retellings of, of things that they found on tablets about gods and goddesses, Ishtar Anki and Lil, you know, 
I love it. It's so cool. Compelling oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, I love it a lot. Well, what oh, do you yeah, think, bro. man? With that, should we sign it off? Yeah. I love it. Dude, this yeah. is a good conversation. I'm glad we fucking got to do this. I know with us being busy, it's hard to find time. But yeah. We no, we're back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> we should have a guest on for the next one. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to go into a little bit of ceremonial magic and stuff like okay. that with the next guest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll have some fun. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. We need to do that more. I'm down. I love it. I love it. Folks, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you're a champion of the people and you deserve a gold star. Yep. And we deserve five gold stars from you. You should yeah. go to Spotify and give us that five stars. Say something nice about the show. Say something mean about the show, but just put five stars. Yep. And yeah, subscribe to the Patreon. We got stickers for you. Yeah. You guys know yes, the sir. deal. You guys know the deal. Avery, I love you, motherfucker. Love you too, bro. All right, have a good night, buddy. Yes, sir.